Um, oh, oh, sorry. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Can I just nip to the toilet? I don't, med- I don't know if we can do that, but... Do you want to nip? Do you want to nip to the toilet during a professional interview? Yeah. Go. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's Wait, fine. I'll just, I'll just, I mean, I can edit, but also, <laughs> just go, 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 go. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. That's okay, go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of no genders, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Driving You Homo, the radio show, podcast, YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. So, let's get started. As always, I'm Wayne Carter, cabaret burlesque comedian, radio presenter, and all-round drag shambles, and today I'm joined in the virtual studios by none other than internet sensation with over two million, two, two million, that's at least two million more followers than I have on social media. It's Stephen McKell. Hey, doll, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I mean, I am trying to learn how to do the TikTok dances that you do on a daily basis. How do you do this? Why? And I need... You you just, like, radiate... I don't know what it is. Like, energy, joy, whimsy, love. I don't... So many adjectives... Performing, I just love the like, performance, like fun. I think when, when it comes to dancing, I've always loved dancing and performing mm. and put my little spin on it. So, like, when you see them on TikTok, like, I'm just gonna learn it, do it, give me something to do, it keeps me active. Lol, and <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love performing, it's great, it makes me feel happy. So, if I'm happy, hopefully, people can watch it and either be inspired or laugh with me or at me. I don't mind. Yeah, so if you're a brand new, hello and welcome. Um, Steve McKell, I don't know, is it? Two million plus followers on TikTok. How the on the all of the expletives? How like when that happened? I am happy when like I have one person say, "Oh, I listened to Driving You Homer." I'm like, "Yes, Linda, we've made it." How did you feel when like because that rise, that journey would have been you would have started at zero and you would have gotten up there. That would have skyrocketed. There would have been a moment where you've just gone. Oh my god! What have I done? This is amazing. I'm the best thing ever. What was that journey like? It was. It's mad. Like, I'm currently sitting like two point four million, which is it just it boggles my mind. It's, it's so crazy to think that four like two point four million people have like followed me and want to watch my stuff. Or mm-hmm. um, not all of them do. My views don't reflect that. But you know, <laughs> I, I started off like four and a half years ago in the platform, and it used to be um, something else. So it's like four and a half years and then like two years ago I had a video that done really well and I was like this is my moment this is the chance this is what I've worked towards mm-hmm. this is what all the errors of making videos were and then it just from there on it was just an upward trajectory to kind of change in my content so once you get that kind of you know people can know who you are and kind of know you're in the platform yeah you then kind of have to up your game a little bit you can't really sit and do the same thing that I was doing four years ago because it doesn't work because I put it at such a level now I can't go back and just do Thinking, you can't be basic. Basic B is not wanted. That, yeah. Yeah. Some people. Exactly, and some some people are basic and still do that, and uh, that's not me. And um, yeah, so it's kind of like it's just a, it's an always an ongoing thing to try and keep make it different and make it fun, but also doing things that someone could see, mm-hmm. um, and then also want to do themselves. Does that make sense? So they can kind of 
look at my content and be like, oh, I want to do that, or I think I can do that, then for me, my job's kind of done. I'm kind of happy. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give you a big head or anything because, I mean, obviously you are talented and successful and upwards of, upwards of 2.4 million people watch you. I have seen one or two of your videos in the past and currently, and one of them that I, I saw recently and it sort of came back in my feed was um, one of you sort of going, here, come in here, come in closer. And you go, I'm going to tell you something. This is sick. And then you're like, you're, you're beautiful. I made, I made you look, ha, ha, ha. That kind of, like, it was like that sort of um, side swipe where you don't see it coming and you're like, oh, you've complimented me and I needed that today. So that was enjoyable. Yeah. So like what? Yeah, I like doing stuff like that. It's, it's yeah, really so kind of, it surprises people, so it's good. That was and that was what I was going to ask. So, um, I find that TikTok can be, it can be both great and the best versions of people and the most vain versions of people. And I see a lot of young, attractive, thin, muscly, all the people going, "Oh, look at my body! Look at my flesh! It's so flesh." And you go, okay, that's great. I love that for you. But also, where's the relatable content? Like, yes, you've gone to the gym. Yes, you're cooking an egg. Like, I get that for you, Linda. That's great. But also, you know, give me a little bit more substance. Um, what, for the three Uber drivers that are currently listening uh, to Driving You Homo, <laughs> what would they see on a Stephen McHale TikTok? What is going on on your TikTok? Oh, so I like to try and be a little, a little chameleon. But if you go onto my TikTok, first and foremost, it's just going to be fun, mm. um, over the top, flamboyant, make you feel good content. I like to think that if you watch videos, you're like, oh, that's going to make me feel like I, like, I want to like, vibe with him, or he's made me feel like better about myself, or mm -hmm. he's, he's speaking on topics that are something that I can really relate to, kind of yeah. thing. So it's not just going to be one dimensional. Kind of going back on what you said, there's a lot of like vain people that you, you just have their tops off and then they're getting like five, six hundred thousand likes, and it's like that's great, and you know, but you know what? What's your legacy? What are you doing on here? What what are you trying to? What's your story? What are you trying to tell people? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I think a lot of if you watch my content, you hopefully get the story of um, just a big guy who is just trying to make people laugh, and that's like the end goal, really. Well, I mean, I I agree with the you know, trying to make people laugh. But also I see a lot of family um, and like cho chosen family and actual family on your TikTok where you, you seem to like, you're larger than life. You, you bring your community, the people around you into your, into your videos as well. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, as someone from Australia who, who their family is like on the other side of the world, it is kind of inspiring and it's kind of, humbling and it makes me kind of feel the feelings mm. it makes me feel all of the emotions um when i see you um being with your family or chosen family and going like this is amazing i love these humans um they love me too we're acting a fool together like we're not taking life too seriously yes there are serious yeah. moments in life but also we're down to have fun let's be clowns and i think that's cute yeah, I think like, I think you know my mum got involved in doing videos with me like nearly two years ago. Mm. Um, she'd done one or two, and then it kind of my fat my mum my dad. So some of them have been in like in, in my videos. And I think it's just really good to show, you know, that you can make videos. And it kind of helps a relationship in a way. Help my mum and my, like my relationship with my mum and dad made it mm -hmm. stronger. 
we're kind of goofy together and my mum can kind of help me um, create content, which is fun. She, you know, she's really good at kind of creating stuff for me and helping me out. And I'm such like a, a, a an anal person where I'm like, this has to be perfect. And, has yeah. to be. and she's like, no, go by the window and just have fun and do it in one take and see what happens. A lot of the content that we do is like that. So mm-hmm. to, to hear that someone can maybe watch the content and, and feels like happy or, or like, well, and and that's kind of how I feel about driving you homo. And I think uh, congratulations, well done on the two point four million. But so what I and I I'm assuming you're in a similar mindset here. Where for me, with driving you homo is yes, there is a listenership. Yes, there are people that like actively watch and listen to the show. It's when, as long as I'm helping at least one person, then I'm mm-hmm. then I've done my job. If I'm making someone yeah. day, as long as it's one person, as long as I've made one person's day brighter, as long as I've given some sort of joy to that one person that's gone, yes, you've taken me out of this dark space or you've helped me in this journey, then I've done the right thing. If there's more than one person, yes, queen, I've made it. But also, yeah. like, like that's just icing on the ta- on the uh, icing on the cake for me. So I think yeah. you know verbally now. A random person who you've never met in the flesh. I I love your TikTok. Um, so keep doing. Do, so for for no one else, I don't care about the other two point four million. For me, for me, keep doing it because I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, also, also help me. Uh, spe- well, spe- <laughs> speaking of help me, um, like what what do you think? I mean, I don't have abs, so I can't be vain. I can't get my top off and be like, look at my body. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but what do you think I can do to get my viewers and my listeners, uh, my my TikTok algorithm to go, what what can I do to sort of get a spike, do you think? Is there is there a, is there a trick? I think well, consistency is key. I think mm. that's always the most important thing for anyone doing content, but especially on TikTok, posting consistently works and a lot of people especially nowadays on tiktok so i I came up in the time where there was not a lot of people like me there was not a lot of people doing what i was doing so that was a a a little place i could take and run with it Mm -hmm. now there's a lot of people doing a lot of the same thing so for you kind of doing what you're doing you've got uh you know you've got your podcast you've got this radio show so you've got something different than what other people have already Mm -hmm. and it's about making sure that when you make content because what we're doing now is long form content yeah from someone who's going from long form content to short so it's, it's, they can they find it difficult because you're in that okay I've got to edit this it's going to take a while and it's has it got to be one minute no it could be 50 seconds as long yeah. as you're doing something that's like that you enjoy that you mm. know is going to be impactful from the get go I always say that the first five second, seconds is important in anything that you put out but especially TikTok so, so the trick to that would be is consistent so the two things that I heard from your journey just there is one be consistent and two have a unique selling point so know what your brand is and go out and get it that's essentially what i heard yeah, from you well, that's exactly what you should do and it's especially you know it might have been different back to social media before when it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know you, you should I, I do more than just one thing but mm-hmm. however nowadays on tiktok or any platform that you're on you have to have a kind of niche that you're comfortable sitting in and then branching out from that so mm-hmm. get started on one thing and if that's a niche people know you from you you can then pull the people in that love that and then break out with something else, you know. There's a lot of people that on on the platform that just, you know, started off doing look dances or doing, you know, just funny videos. Now they do like real 
true crime videos that are like a minute long and they talk it's bizarre because you watch youtube and it's like 10 minutes long and you're invested and you've got these people that are doing it on tiktok in a minute and you're finding out exactly what's happening yeah. exact selling points but in like a like a tenth of the time so it's bizarre how someone you know they can reel people in mm-hmm. and then be like okay now i want to show you other aspects of my personality yeah but for someone like you if you honed that in and got those people in they'd be like oh, we live for him look at him like, everyone, loves, everyone loves the the confidence. They love the drama. They love mm. the, the, as long as you're being humble about it and genuine. Like I think people yeah. love the fact that I'm out there and positive, but I'm not like I'm better than you. No, it's not that. We're all. But also, all I am better than you. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> but, but it's also yeah. like I'm here, but it's like we're all born the same or die the same kind of thing. So yeah, I, I always have to stay rooted rooted in that mm. place of I I would not be here if it wasn't for people watching. That's yeah, and I I can't lose that, you know. And I think what you, I think what you said re- really resonates with me in terms of my with my creative career in terms of like um, you saying long form and short form and like being open and malleable and trying mm. new things and going okay, I am famous for TikTok currently, but I am sure as a as an artist as a creator as a performer, you're going to want to do other things because TikTok. Yeah. maybe around for a while but maybe it will die out eventually who knows life is cyclical but like i'm assuming there are things that you would like to do in the future so like for me i started in stand-up comedy i evolved into cabaret and burlesque and drag and um now i got into radio as well so uh like, like you say there are there are many facets to my career and my journey you've said that you started TikTok, what, four years ago, and it started to sort of hit that upward trajectory about two years ago. Um, yeah. What is the next step? Are you are you going to do more online content in on different platforms? Obviously, you're going to stick around with TikTok because it's, it's being successful for you currently, but um, are you going to go on other platforms as well? Are you going to do live events, you know, post-COVID? Um, what's what's yeah. Stephen McKell's journey? Where, where are we at? We, uh, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I've always loved to do TikTok. I think it's changing a lot now in terms of, you know, maybe someone like me might have been favoured more, you know, before. And I think now as more people come on the platform and, and maybe my content is a bit more, um, more effort put into it, kind of maybe gets taken away a little bit. But I think I'll always be on it. I think YouTube is always something people always say, like, oh, I've got YouTube. I, it's just not a platform that I see myself on currently making mm. content on because it's you know long form content i've tried to do it before and it was fun but just took a lot of time i want to do entertainment stuff in terms of tv presenting um doing like you know working with things like cbbc and and doing kids shows is something that inspires me i love being comedy i love i love creating i love being in front of the camera but also like creating the content mm-hmm. um before the camera before that you know goes on there before covid struck and we're all stuck in our homes um, I was supposed to do this, I was supposed to perform at the Palladium um, called the For You Stage Show. So it was basically like kind of TikTok brought to the stage and it was like, the way it was supposed to be done was like crazy. It was like the audience was like in the TikTok realm and like we had people that were doing dancing, singing, acting, games, like interactive theatre. Yeah. And for someone like me, it was kind of like, oh my God, this is brilliant. I Well, it's kind of... Performing, acting and performing. It's so kind of like those... Um, like, oh. uh, that, w- that sounds like um, YouTube... How they have their sort of like, I don't know what they're called. They're like conferences or something where they like all these YouTubers come from all over the world and they go to this sort of YouTube 
event. Uh, oh, you're talking like you think you think you like um you're talking about like um what's it called? Like uh, like in the city, like like Comic Con, VidCon. I was like, VidCon, it's like yeah, Comic Con. It's not like because well yeah, but it's like Comic Con. And since I've been to VidCon before, and I went with TikTok this year, mm-hmm. so that's like a meet and greet, meeting fans, mm-hmm. and there's some kind of performances from like artists. But with this one, was actually in the Palladium and kind of getting the audience involved. So it was actually performing like a show, just like meeting fans, mm-hmm. like a show, and it was, and I was going to host it and things like that, and and be the host of it and and stuff. Obviously, I got it's, it's been undetermined now because obviously you don't really know hmm. but that was kind of where we were going it was it was going to be something completely different than it was done before especially with like tiktokers because that's is the new app that is the the platform that's taking over and, and so that's what i planned to do like this year so now with all this, this kind of covert happening and everyone being back i'm just trying to stay in the realm of making content but in the future i want to do more entertainment entertaining stuff and hmm. work with people like companies like the bbc more and yeah um, maybe jump into some kind of writing. I love writing, but it's it's a craft that you really have to hone in on and well, time and effort into. Well, um, I do have some connections at the BBC, so maybe if you ask me nicely, I might be able to throw <laughs> some digits your way. But um, but also, I think... Uh, oh, the question I need to ask, because I am uh, what's known as a troll, both physically... And verbally, I hate everyone. I hate everyone. That's who I am. It's it's my that's my life. I I, I get yeah. I get energy from being mean and evil to people. Um, it's uh not something I enjoy doing, but it's something I'm good at. Um, no, 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 that's a lie. It's I'm I'm a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be mean and evil. Um, I'm like the Bianca Del Rio of like the radio world. I'm just like. I, I sound mean and evil, but actually I love you all. Um, it, comes, so, it comes from a good place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so being an online, uh, working on online content, so like me working on the radio slash performing uh, in live events and doing this show um, on, you know, different platforms. Mm-hmm. With you on TikTok, I'm sure you have had a lot of positive stuff but also you've yeah. more than likely had some of that negative stuff thrown at you in your direction how do you because uh a couple of days ago or maybe a week ago now um it was mental health awareness day and mm-hmm. i am on that sort of mental health journey i've got anxiety and depression we've all got something going on um in terms of our mental health journey being someone who is very open and unapologetically themselves online sharing a big part of yourself and a big part of your life and a big part of your family um Mm. opening that door to the world um and then people being like yes queen and then also being people going like oh why are you doing this and how do you cope with all that all that positivity and negativity Positivity is always fun to get, and I think that anyone who's on social media would be lying if I said it. People getting them views and likes and, and being nice to them is not like a great thing. Mm. And I, I, I always focus on that way more. I save all the screenshots I get of nice messages that people send me and stuff, and I look at them on ba- look at them in bad days and realize how like fortunate I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and positive always trumps out the hate in my regards and for my journey. But you know, I've the, the very first day I was on the platform I had hate, and I've had hate every single day since then. So. 
for me, I I had a moment, you know, when I was on it for the first few months, and people were really tearing it down. And that put yeah. a lot of regulations in place because it was it was called musically before it was TikTok. So <laughs> it was there was not anything put in place to stop comments and, and to the hate. It was barbaric a little bit. Yeah. And whereas now it's a lot better. It's a lot lot better. Whereas so I said to my mom like, oh my god, these people are hating. Like, oh, like in real life, people hate me. I'm like, you know what? Bye. If you can't see it to my face, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. No, yeah. I'm really would. So I said to my mum, I was like, you know, there's all these haters, and she says, you've got two options that you can do. You can sit, and you can, like, reply to all of them, and really fight your corner, and be like, well, this is what it is, and, like, get riled up, and try and fight them in arguments. Or you can just, you know what, it's not, it's, it's a them problem, not a you problem. And I was like, mm-hmm. she's like, that's it, and that's what I've done. Since then, I was like, that's a them problem, not a me problem. Yeah. And I take what people say, and, and it's negative, it's hatred. And there'll be some times where you'll, especially if it's a video that's gone, you know, viral or whatever, you have all these comments, people who don't know who you are, yeah, or who I am, because um, they're not presumptuous to, to think that everyone knows who I am. And I'd read them all, and it's like, oh, you die, you're fat, you're this, you're yeah. that. And I'm like, cool. And, I'm, and you know, some hate comments, I'm like, dude, this is a really, this is a really well-crafted comment. Yeah. This person has thought a lot. Yeah, you... And I've replied and like, you know, that's good. Like, kudos to you. Like, that made me laugh. And yeah. I think that that's where I come from in my own objective looking at it is thinking how can I take that make it funny I sometimes mm. make a rep- you, can, you can reply to videos on TikTok that are really negative and I, I will scribble out the name and the picture and all that stuff so no one knows who it is because one hate doesn't solve hate yeah it doesn't matter what you said to me I'm not going to put you on blast like that also you're not going to get a clout from me Tea. not that I have much but you're going to get that from me um, and I, I kind of use that in a way of kind of been like you know by to the haters and the, the people that watch me love that because they kind of I think they, they kind of get inspired to do the same when at home or at school or at college or somewhere they're there and someone's been nasty to them they can be like you know what I don't care what you're saying I'm just going to live my best life and if someone gets that from my response to or my non-response to you know hateful comments then mm-hmm. again I'm like oh, my job is done one person has, has found the courage to be like haters yeah. not going to bother me and I think that I've always been like that I've never I, it, it got to me to start with when I first done it and it used to annoy me that it annoyed the, the fans or my you know, following I call mm-hmm. them the sassy squad um, it annoyed me that they would be in the comments replying because they're just trying to like defend me, and I'm like, please don't do it, like, because these people that there's different people like someone having an opinion online and, and always wanting to get their opinion on and talk about subjects. Mm-hmm. But when someone's been hateful, they will then go for the they will go for it. if you try to defend me, they will go for you and they will come come to the jugular. Like the beehive. Like the beehive. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah you are Beyonce. Beyonce. You are the Beyonce of TikTok. <laughs> You are the Scottish. Oh wait, wait. Let's 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 not let's. You are the Scottish Beyonce of TikTok. Is that? I feel like that's. I feel like that's good, because I feel like that's a good one. Because it's in a different realm of herself. But oh yeah, obviously. You're doing alright. I'm doing alright. Can't sing, but like I'll still give it a good. I'll still give it a good like Mariah Carey chart topper when I need to. Okay. Um, also, okay. also, what you need to do, and I, I love and support you in your journey, and this isn't hate. Because we've established a friendship, and I have seen your TikToks, and and like you said, if you can't say it to my face, get to Stepan. Yeah. As when you say it to my face, you better you better prepare. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's <laughs> and I, like that's what like you said before is about um I can appreciate because I've been given hate in my life countless times over countless platforms, and I think what I've done sounds similar to what you do is that um if you can well if you can like. If you can read me and you can tell me, like, say something, like, if you call me fat and disgusting, I'll be like, yeah, Linda, I've got a mirror 
I can yeah. see. Duh. Like you, you, yeah. you've told me nothing. Oh, like oh no. Yeah. Like oh no, you've I caught me. So like when when someone like reads me accurately, I'm like oh no, I feel seen. But when people are like actually <laughs> maliciously like hateful, I'm like you can get to stepping. But what I was gonna say is, uh, as a as a drag performer myself, I do the I do the drag. What I need you to do is those crusty ass wigs that you put on your head. Uh, I love and support you and your journey, but also. There are people out. I will get you in contact with some drag performers in Edinburgh. Alice Rabbit is phenomenal. Okay, the House of Rabbit. You can like, I'll get you in contact with them, and they will hook you up with some decent weeds. Okay, because I, mean, I am. That is not a weed for me. That is me. Thank you very much. Like, I know my wigs are trust. I got them like three years ago, and it's like auction sale online, right? And I had like, oh, it was mad. So and my mum and my mum bedding on these wigs because back in then I was like, mm. I'm just doing some characters from like audios and music or whatever on TikTok. And then I was like, so we got them. I was like, the very flat shake and go wigs. Mm. And then I didn't know what shake and go wig <laughs> meant until I watched Drag Race so, like, yeah. season like two. And they were like, she had that shake and go wig. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I like, so I know my wigs, but I think it's, it's, it's like but it's... It's fun to do characters with, mm. but like, some of them are some of them are beat. Some of them, some yeah. Of them are some of them, some of them are a journey. But like, but then also, I think there is a. Uh, I'm in two minds about it. I'm in two minds because some of them are like so disgusting they work, and then some of them are just like, actually no, they're just disgusting. So I, I like you've and like you said, you've got to create or curate your content, and you don't want it to be too glamorous because then it will turn into something different, and you're like, oh, yeah. But um, I think that's what's doing. I think, and with the wigs, it's like some of them. I think look pretty to just like if you're doing, like just like dress up and being fun and and, yeah. and being you know yourself. And with drag, in terms of like doing drag, I'd love to do it, and it's something that I'm trying to learn to do myself. And but it's very like it's it's hard to kind of do something when you're you you kind of not in that realm. And thinking, well, I've, I've got money to buy a wig, so I'm like, but well, what do I buy for? How do I do it? So you try like. Just do it at my own pace, really. So, like, well, yeah. So, I, I have been, I've been doing drag for. I've been applying makeup, or I've been spackling makeup on my face for about maybe a year and a half now. Um, I've been a perform. Okay. I've been in drag for several years, uh, quote unquote. But um, what I can say to you is, I won't be your drag mother, but I will be your. <laughs> I'll be your foster aunt. And I will support you from a distance. I will hurl abuse at you. I will ask you questions at Christmas like, why haven't you found anyone to love you yet? Those kinds of like really like piercing questions that you're like, I don't need this in my life. That's what I can do for you. And um, I can all... I accept that. Yeah. um, Auntie, come here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's really... I think that I definitely need to get some... um, Big wigs because it's all mm. like a dream. It's funny that you say that, that we're talking about this now. Because even last night I was on um like what last or I don't know what the I don't know what the wigs were, but um I was seeing these wigs and they were like lace fronts and it was so beautiful and I said to mm. my friend like how good those wigs. Like, well, so like, this is this is this is me helping a sister out because I care and validate and support you in your journey. You are, like myself, blessed with the curves and swerves, okay? Yes. You're a, you're a full Slightly of... Slightly overweight as well. Like yeah, you're mildly, you're mildly rotund, all right? You, yeah. yeah. And just ever so slightly. And what us 
chunkier ladies um, require is a huig, a huig that is slightly more voluptuous. Okay, mm-hmm. because what you're going to need, you're going to need a larger wig because you're a, you're a chunky lass, and that and that and yeah. that that you need something to sort of complement your body size. Yeah. Um. And so if you've got a, if you've got a shake and go wig, uh, a flat wig, it's gonna look you're gonna look a mess. And but that's fine. Yeah, like, just... yeah, but that's fine. But like also if you're wanting to polish, so I can see, I can see you in kind of. And this isn't a read, and this isn't a judgment, and this isn't like you can take it however you want. But uh, Ginger Minj from Drag Race, those kind of, oh, those time. kind yeah. of uh, to the to the to the shoulder to the neck kind of up 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 moments. I don't know what they're called, like a nineteen fifties buffon, a bob. I don't know what they're called. I don't know what they're called, but like um, like a big a big chunky nonsense on your head that goes to your yeah. shoulders that would really sculpt your face and it would really circulate your face um in a in a beautiful way and then like you can like, so you catch me and then we're gonna be like who's laughing now and yeah like me because you still look busted <laughs> like, i mean that's been my life for several years i'm yeah. consistently like i am a drag shambles like i don't identify as a drag queen i identify as a shambles because i don't know <laughs> i don't know what gender i'm supposed to be i don't know if i'm supposed to be royalty you definitely need to be my drag auntie then. I'm yeah too. yeah no fully like that is the journey we're on i don't i don't want to be a king i don't want to be a queen i'm just a messy hoe that's that's all it is that's all there is to it but so um yeah. oh sorry hello can you hear me yeah Okay, sorry. Can I just nip to the toilet? I don't know if we can do that, but... Do you want to nip? Do you want to nip to the toilet during a professional interview? Yeah. Go. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's we, fine. I'll just... Edit. I'll just... I mean, I can edit, but also... <laughs> just go, 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 go. I'm so go. sorry. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Go. And we're back, uh, Stephen. How are you feeling? Are you better? Do you feel more refreshed, rejuvenated? I'm doing good. Are you doing a game? I'm doing good. Okay, great. Um, I can't. Yes. I can't remember before we had this this mild uh, sojourn, which is French for sojourn. I don't know what it means. Um, you. Uh, we were talking about something, and it was probably about you. Um, Maybe I yeah, don't know. because you're a pretty amazing thing. Um, we just finished talking about wigs, and then that was yeah. you, you gave me some top tips to not look busted on social media, which is what you wanted to say. <laughs> but I found out some of my makeup looks look great, and oh, I suppose you didn't do makeup. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I'm just. I'm gonna make a disclaimer now um, to those people in the world who follow me on social media. Um, Stephen does not currently follow me on social media, so um, <laughs> me currently giving him advice on how not to look busted um, is quite laughable uh, because I am very much busted. Um, so that is, I mean, it's the pot I calling the it. kettle. It's the pot calling the kettle. But I mean, like, it's, but that's exactly why I said to other people. 
as well. And I'm like, you know, especially when it comes to content, you shouldn't really be posting that in the back. I'm like, get me beer, so I'll post it too, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so I have, I have two sort of two topics, two two um, mm-hmm. things I want to talk about because we're talking about mental health and we're talking about, uh, before the break, we're talking about mental health and those things. For me, yeah. something that I struggle with when it comes to my mental health is my body image. Yeah. So I, I struggle with what's known as body dysmorphia, which is I look in the mirror and I kind of go, sometimes I love you, sometimes I don't. And it's a it's a daily struggle and it's a daily journey for me. Yeah. You are in a similar brain in a similar uh body frame to me in that you're blessed with the curves yeah. and swerves. Um mm-hmm. how and I, I know the terms body confidence and body positivity are thrown out into the world. Can you explain to me because I sometimes feel like Maybe I don't know them clearly. Do you, yeah. what, for you, what do you understand of the words body confidence and what do you understand of the term body positivity and what does it mean to you as an individual? When it, I was the same thing in terms of like coming into my 20s and, and thinking body positivity and body confidence was the same, essentially. Mm. I was kind of like, oh, it's, it's just, a, it's a, it's just it means the same, but it's not. Body confidence is a kind of renowned um, meaning around the world about around the world about being confident in your body and who you are as a person and trying to love that on some days that you might not love your body if that makes sense mm-hmm. and it's um, it's more of a rounded thing that people can kind of get involved in and talk about and, and loving yourself body positivity which is something that I've spent a long time researching making sure that I am being um, correct when I'm doing my advocacy when it comes to body image mm-hmm. body positivity was started by black women. Right. Um, black and Jewish women, and it's even even in the plus side industry, black women's bodies are um, still and have always been uh, marginalised. It's still white people and, and even white women of colour, or even people that maybe not don't deem aren't really body in the plus size or whatever, still taking over that body positive frame. It's like white people or people that don't really understand the message. So body positivity was started and is for. Um, black plus size bodies or, or bodies uh, that are black to be celebrated in that um, kind of space. Mm-hmm. So I, I try and make sure, and there's a, there's a great, and it's not me trying to say, oh, I know a lot of you know um, black writers and things like that because I've you know I'm trying to make sure I'm, I'm always trying to be inclusive. Yeah. But Stephanie Yuba is someone that um who's who I look up to, and especially you know with the Black Lives Matter movement getting such a massive um you know catapult um. And people talking about it, mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of look to them to kind of know, to get the information on that. I, I bought her book. It's called Fatly Ever After, which is Hello, it really is, uh, She says it's like a, it's like a love letter to a fat black woman. And, yeah. and I read it, and it's one of those things where reading it made me kind of. And she said at the start of the book, you know, this will not be pleasant for people that that have these kind of. Oh, it's all about being inclusive and, and being, it's not it's about making sure that we, we have these black black women have created the body positivity positivity mm-hmm. movement to shine light upon um already a marginalized group of people so that when i say there's a difference between that that's what i take of it body confidence is something that we all can share love and we can all share part of ourselves and spreading that um whereas body positivity was and is started by and for black women uh, plus size women that's how i've 
educate myself on it. That's how yeah. I see it. And that's how I would completely agree with it. Whereas body confidence is something that me, you and everyone can accompany ourselves in yeah. and we can look on and we can support the black um, the body positive movement and yeah. be a part of it. Um, but making sure it is core and utmost it's supporting black women and black women um, that are plus size in the industry. So that's how I take it. But I think I know, I understand where, especially someone who's my age, I'm 26, but I, mean, I know coming up and, you know, when I was 15, social media wasn't a massive thing. Uh, it's only really got big over the last 10, say, I'd say the last eight to 10 years, it started really popping off. So, you know, that's when I got into it. I was kind of like, oh, it's the same thing. Like, I don't understand what the difference was. And that's just my ignorance. And it's ignorance yeah. in terms of, I've not, I've not been out in the world. So that's what it was. And it was an like, excuse, I think, that a lot of people, like a lot of us don't know about it. Like yourself, you kind of like, oh, I don't know about it. I just, you kind of, I know, if you hear that and you don't hear that, but... I think that, um, yeah, that's how I take from it. And I'm not someone who is 100% um, versed in the subject, but I know enough about it to be making sure that I can support in that, that, that area. Be an ally. Be an ally, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and not taking away from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of thing that I like to find. That's why I always have this body confidence in my bio or things like that, because that mm-hmm. really encompasses who I am, is just loving yourself. And even on the days, like you said, even days that you don't feel yourself like body confidence is something that I see as everything as well as like um like, like everything that we can all be involved in that everyone mm-hmm. can be involved in in terms of pushing themselves up and I think I think uh I think body confidence for me in my head not knowing about you've educated me by the way about um the POC woman um and the connection mm-hmm. between body positivity but I think body confidence can like you say it can encapsulate uh plus size people but also people who are slender because i know in the lgb uh, mm-hmm. let, let's talk about gay men specifically gay men if you don't fall if you're plus size you're ostracized but also if you're yep. very slender you're also ostracized and you have to fit a specific very small demographic before people are like oh i need to um I need to like you. Oh, are you back? Are you okay? Are you? I'm back. I so, my... Sorry, the queer <laughs> gods. The queer gods. We were just talking about plus size, and they went, like, "No, wow. no, no." Uh, I'm not talking about that, but yeah, no, yeah. So, like, it's. I, I think it's. I think it's. Um, I think body confidence is a very um, uh, sharing. Like, it's for everyone. Yeah. It sounds like it's for everyone. Yes. Yeah. That's what. I, that's how I take it as, as well as and. And it's as well as it's and for me it's as well as showing light on body confidence mm. as, as as on body positive as it is on body positivity whether that be sharing or supporting um people that are in the body positivity movement um like who it's for and mm. sharing them and and lifting them up where we can but with you know the body confidence it is for it's not for people people that are just plus size it's about the body image it's about you know mm. everyone who is you know someone who's really skinny to someone who's really big and I've always said that I think that. We all, you know, in our heads, we all fight a different battle. So just because I'm this size, it doesn't mean I have uh, um, dominion over someone who's just slightly overweight or someone who's skinny because mm-hmm. they don't, they're not like me and they don't understand. No, everyone's going through their own thing in their head. Yeah. And that's something that, that they're going through. And, and who am I or who is anyone else to say, you don't, that doesn't make sense and I don't agree with that. Like Okay, so I fully agree with you. I fully, mm-hmm. I, I understand, relate agree support you in that journey but also when a physically attractive person 
Someone mm. who has oh, yeah. abs, muscles in the legs. I feel fat today. Or like someone goes, oh, I don't like my ankles. And I'm like, Linda, stop it. Like, I don't like, do you like, is there something in you? Because I'm, maybe this is me just being a horrible person on the inside and trying, I'm trying to be better. But like, when I see a genuinely beautiful person who is, let's, the de- the definition of conventionally attractive where like you yes. look at them and you go like the world has not affected you you can walk into a room and mm-hmm. things will just doors will just open for you because of how you look and then you are complaining yeah. about your looks if you're complaining about your looks or you're being emotional about your looks what hope is there for a person like me you know like who is a little yeah. bit misshapen and but like i i love myself but like if you're complaining, what hope is there for me? Do you, do you, yeah. is, is that a feeling that I should like try and avoid? <laughs> should I avoid that? No, I, think that I think it's someone who, I think people who, anyone who is like plus size or in the, in the realm of like, you know, being bigger and not mm. the average, I, I, I will take a, I will take a, mm, I'm not like that. If they use the word like, I feel fat today or I'm so big mm. and they're not, and, and, and although we can't know what someone's journey is in their head, that's the only thing is where we can't. If someone does, does it, I think you can. I think you can absolutely tell mm. me anyway, and a lot of people you can tell straight away if someone's doing it for attention, whether it be, whether it be someone who actually has maybe something they're just they're, they're struggling with for a long time. But it yeah. does get on your nerves a little bit when you when you the amount of times someone, the you know, the amount of times I've seen it on Twitter where some young attractive abs and they're like, oh, I feel fat, and they're like clearly doing it for clout and you're like stop it stop it you know when it's, when it's specifically for clout and you know they're not yeah. it's like stop trivializing being big thinking it's entertainment and you're going to get these kind of likes and shares and, and you're going to what, what, what you're doing what people do when they do that is to try to just get that attention of you know what fat you're fine and it's like yeah every other person who may not be look that size looks on that and goes well what am i, I mean, yeah exactly most people anyway i don't i'm i'm kind of and myself, I'm like, I am beautiful, so it doesn't really matter to me what I do. That's just how I feel. I... So, but I, I do get annoyed <sighs> if someone uses fat people to be um, as, as a kind of the, the butt of joke or they want yeah. to use that to push themselves in up social media posts. Yeah. But, uh, that's where you have the issue because then what you're doing is you're not you're, you're not walking in their shoes. You don't know, you don't know what that's like to, to, to be plus size and have that mm-hmm. always been something for me. Being plus, me being fat, I say the word fat plus size, it doesn't offend me, right? So the word fat doesn't offend me, and, and I say it in a conclusion way. Yeah. Um, but being, but for this, I say plus size. But being plus size is, um, is like the least interesting thing about me. Yeah. So, when, and, and the funny thing is, this is when we talk about body and stuff, is I said it before when they go, oh, he's just big and things. It's like, if the only thing you see, and the only thing you can focus on, first of all, if you see that I'm big, right? And that's all you can focus on. Before anything else about me, and that's all you want to comment on. That's a you problem. That's yeah. a, that's a, a negativity in you that you need to then work your way through that because mm-hmm. medium big is like the least interesting thing about me. So if that's all you see, like I'm not going to waste my time talking to you about, you know, being kinder and educating yourself because yeah. you're, that's 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 your negativity. That's all you're going to see. And like obviously, when you look at me, the first thing you see is probably. With a bigger guy, and then straight into like how's his personality. But if you're just going to sit and focus on someone's size, then that's your burden to bear. And yeah. my my only words to people that are plus size or are or are big and or don't have the perfect body that they have that they want is like if someone if that's you've got someone in your life that's like that, cut them out. 
But yeah. have I, that's what I do. Yeah, you don't need that. Um, but also, like, I think for me, um, and maybe you can agree or disagree, you know, uh, is that you if you want to go to the gym, great. If you want to work out five, seven times a week, great. That is not my life. That is not my journey. Um, I love that for you, but that is not for me. And you should not shame me for not wanting to do that. I've got things in my life that take precedent over that. Am I a healthy? For the most part, yes. There are elements of myself that maybe I'm not so healthy, but also, who are you to tell me, like, I don't drink. I don't drink that much. I drink maybe one or two drinks socially. Um, So, like, whereas this person who goes to the gym might drink copious amounts, might smoke, might take drugs. You know, like everyone's got their own journey and so um when people are like hey you should go to the gym i'm like that's not on my list of to do's like yes i would like to lose a little bit of weight but also i want to level up my drag i want to level up my radio station i want to level like i want to do other there's more important things in my life Mm -hmm. than having abs i don't need them in my life exactly and and i think if that's your goal then sis do you boo do you and have a great time and really but don't judge other people yeah, don't come in. My kind of thing is, if I'm not sitting in your face eating your food, then it's none of your business what I'm doing. Exactly. And uh, people say, oh, he needs to go to the gym, he needs to go to the gym. I'm like, listen, I've got any underhand health problems. Yes, I know being big can lead to different things. But what people do is, is automatically assume that um, big people or plus-size people are always in the NHS taking up all this money. Mm. And we're all getting surgeries and we've all got diabetes and we're all, but we're also, all struggling to get up. I don't know about you, but I ain't walking to any doctors. I don't have the time or the energy. So I'm not clogging up the uh, NHS. I, I can't be bothered. I'll just sit in my own fat and just, you know, if I if I die from all the things, great. Like I've led a good life. I've done all right. Exactly. And it's like, and like, why? And that's the thing about it, though, is, is that you know, I think it's also it's, it's also saying that there's a lot of people who are I'll say skinny or have the their their perfect body hmm. who don't fat shame, who don't skinny shame, who who mm-hmm. do live the best lives. And to those people out there, thank you. If yeah. You've got a friend who's a uh, bad person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good life. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, educate them and tell them, listen, what we do and what they do, we're all human at the end of the day. There's no, mm. there's no big beast in it. It's all about, you know, if, if you're seeing, I don't know, like for me, I don't look at someone and think, they need to be doing something different with their life than what they're doing already. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Like, I, how, what energy do you have to be like, I some, on some people just, how they're not doing something. Like, some people just need to hate and I have stories and yeah, I, yeah. And I will explain those stories off camera because, like, yeah. I have there are there are journeys there. Um, speaking of journeys, um, I want to talk to you. I've got three news articles because this is a LGBTQI news item. We we occasionally talk about news and current events on here. Um, okay. We try to, we try to, but we get really distracted because to. we have so much tea that gets spilled. Um, <laughs> so uh, you're aware of. Uh, modes of transportation, yes? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, I live in London. I live in central London. I, I am a, I'm a lover of the London underground. I get the London underground. Okay. Sometimes I get the overground. Sometimes I get a train. Sometimes I get a bus. You're based in... Was it, was it Ireland? <laughs> I do. I'm of Irish. No, it's Irish. I am in Scotland. You're in Scotland. Okay. And in Scotland, in Fife... What mode of transportation is there predominantly? Do you drive cars? Is there buses? Is 
Is there a tram? I mean, What's going I mean, on? Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not in like the fifteenth century, so we're pretty up with everything. horse and carriage. So, no, we don't have horse and carriage. We don't have like the underground or anything like that. We don't have that. We have like train buses and where I'm from, yeah, train buses. There's mm-hmm. trams in Edinburgh, but like there's not trams anywhere you kind of walk on the plaques of Fife unless you're in Edinburgh. Edinburgh's not even in Fife, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, it's just trains and buses. That's really the, the our cars. Okay, wonderful. The reason I ask is because, I mean, if I'm coming to visit you, because um, London to Fife is quite a journey, I'll probably take a car. And um, there's a new uh, there's a new vehicle, a new el- electric vehicle out. Um, by we, the... love, we love it eco-friendly. I know. I, I'm so for ecology, like, e- 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 <laughs> environmentally friendly modes of transportation. Yes, queen. Um, yeah, f- fully for it. And so um, the electrical uh, vehicle company has unveiled, and they did it a couple of months ago, but it's just come over my desk, and I just I can't not bring it to light. So, like, you've got the Mercedes-Benz. You've got the um, uh, Vauxhall Astra. I don't know the names yeah. of cars, but you, you know how every... Um, Every organization, every car company has their names of um, has their names. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They have names, and the electrical electric vehicle company has come out with their new flagship car, and it's called. Drum roll, please. It's called the Ebusi. The Ebusi. Now. I don't know if you feel any strong feelings to this name, but as someone in the queer I, community, that 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 sparks joy. That sparks joy. Yeah, for me, it rings home true. Yeah. And I think that when I heard that, I kind of think I kind of want to drive this Ebusi. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would enjoy. I would enjoy getting involved in this Ebusi. Yes. Is it, is it? Is it? Is it? Has it got multiple doors? Is it is it wide loading? Yeah, it's wide loading. And can it go fast? Can it reverse? No one, you really need to know these things. Yeah. Um, but I instantly, if I seen that just walking, say I'm in London or wherever I am, I've just seen that walking. I would want to stop and be like, what is this? <laughs> I would want to know about it. I, I, mind, so. I don't drive. No, I, I mean. I just don't want to know about it. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna learn. Tell you that much right now. Yeah. I'm learning how to drive. I'm gonna get myself an yeah. e-bussy, and we're coming up to five. I tell you that much right now. But so if you don't, know, if you don't know, uh, there is, there is a, there is a term in the LGBTQI community, specifically for gay men, typically um, called bussy. Uh, I'm not going to explain it on radio, but you can do a quick Google, and you can find out that it is somewhat. Interesting is the word I'll use. Um, speaking of things, conversation will make sense. <laughs> mm, this whole journey will be a thing. So, speaking of journeys, speaking of people being um, things, Eric Trump. Now, I'm not one for American politics because I'm an Australian living in the UK. So, Australian politics, yes, Queen. English or UK politics I versus am. Scottish politics. Vote Trump out. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You've heard it from Scotland. There is the Stephen <laughs> McHale, two point four million followers on TikTok. Represents the. He is the Lorax of Scotland. Um. He he Thank speaks you. for the trees, and he says <laughs> he says get every 
get Trump out, is what they said. Yeah. So, um, Eric Trump was on Fox and Friends. He was on a couple, of, I feel like a week or so ago now, mm-hmm. and he went on Fox and Friends and was talking about Donald Trump and being like, oh, you need to reinstate my dad because he's great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, whatever. Uh, and he came out with this statement, and I'm going to read it out to you. He has uh, he has said this live on 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 Fox and Friends, Fox News. He's gone, I'm telling you, I see it every day. The LGBT community, they are incredible. And you should see how they've come out in full force for my father every single day. I'm part of that community and we love the man. And thank you for protecting our neighborhoods and thank you for protecting our cities. Eric Trump on Fox News, Fox and Friends, came out as being a part of the LGBT community. What? No, but see, this is what, this is why we need to get that family just out of anything where they have power to talk on Fox News mm. or any news outlet. Because, listen, we all know he's not part of the LGBTQIA plus community. He's since, he's since, rena- he's since sort of gone back and gone like, I've done a misstep, sorry about it. But I feel like the damage is done. Yeah, he, he, he would have known exactly what we see, and that's the thing about this, is, like, mm. these politicians, just in general, like, I know you're not political or whatever, but, like, they say things... Not oh, no, no, I am super, I am super political. I, as someone on UK radio, I cannot be political about UK politics on radio. I can be political, politically minded about Australia, because Australia. Um, thank you, random... Na- you, man yeah, yeah that, that was a choice. They, they heard us talking about politics and they just couldn't stand it. They could not deal. <laughs> They're like, sorry, did you just say... Um, so yeah, so I, I, have to be, I have to be apolitical about UK politics, even though I have yeah, positions. But then also I can talk about Australian politics because I know about Australian politics. That is fine. American politics, I try and... I, I listen to it and I talk about it, but I don't... I don't know everything, and I try and I try and keep apolitical yeah. there. But yeah, I think I think. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like why do what you're doing is just using that the LGBT plus community to kind of garner more mm. attention. Maybe try and speak to the community, but I don't think it is because let's be honest. And this is going to be a bit mm. um, maybe hard to hear for some people, but any self-respecting LGBT plus a member of the community would not be supporting the Trump family. That is the tea. Tea, Christine. So, it's, so that's so I think they do that to me. I don't know if they just try and drive more votes or so people that are part of the community feel seen by the the Trump administration. I don't know. No. It's just mad. It's just. It's I mean, just, we see, we see, we see. We don't want to see. You know. But yeah, and it's like oh, I don't know what he's doing. Like, please just don't give him any more airtime. Mm. Leave our precious community alone. You've already done enough to muck it up. Yeah. Totally. Um, and yeah, just stop talking. <laughs> yes. Oh, I Speaking of stop talking, Stephen, I'm so sorry. Sad news. We've run out of time. I know. Audible gasp. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, no genders. That was driving you homo, the radio show podcast, YouTube biggest propaganda. We delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. As always, you can follow me at one can one. You can follow me at one Wayne Carter. Thank you so much, Stephen. You can follow me at one Wayne Carter. You can also follow driving you homo at driving you homo. Like, favorite, rate, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends. Do all of the things. Upwards of two people do things for me. And I support and validate you on your journey. Also, you can follow Stephen at 
Is it just Stephen McCall? Is that how we do it? Stephen Easy. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, couple of million followers. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. You'll just be seeing a guy talking about doing stuff. (laughs) Talking about doing stuff. There we go. That's how we're going to end the show. Stephen McCall talking about doing stuff. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.